I attribute, I attribute a lot of my process to what it looked like to write and create mantra loops. Um, because even on the days where I would be recording the songs, if I didn't feel it in my spirit and I couldn't speak honestly to it, I didn't go to the studio that day. Like I cannot honestly show up here and say everything I need is already inside when I feel depleted, when I feel scarcity minded, when I feel all of these things. But having to show up with that level of accountability, knowing that I was recording something that I wasn't sure yet my intention to share, but it was like, this was my process. It was one of those things where it was like, I can't, I cannot put a spiritual body of work in without actually doing the spiritual work to show up and really do that. Cause like, then what seed am I planting and what are people receiving from me? You're listening to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization, overcoming fear, and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through. Let's start that right here, right now. Hi, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Kat. Thank you so much for being here. I'm coming to you today with another interview with an inspiring human impacting the world for the better. Today's guest is musician Geminelle. For San Diego born and bred R&B singer, multi-instrumentalist, and producer Geminelle, music and healing are one and the same. She shares, I hope my music creates a space for others to be able to look at themselves with compassion and deep acceptance. I love Geminelle's music. Geminelle's Mantra Loops Volume 1 got me through some of the most intense periods of my life. And if you happen to be listening and were a member of Goddess Council, I'm sure that you remember all of those journaling sessions where I would open up our time together with one of her songs. And so it is an honor to have had this beautiful conversation with Geminelle and to offer it now to you. Before we dive into this chat, I just want to remind you that in addition to this podcast, I curate a bi-weekly wellness newsletter called Eleven, where I share 11 wellness-related musings that I came across over the past two weeks. And I also write light reflections on life lessons that I'm integrating. It is totally free and you can subscribe by clicking the link in the show notes. And one last thing, if at any point during this episode you feel moved or inspired, please, 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 please take a moment to rate and leave a review for the show. It would mean a lot to me and it will help me bring on more inspiring folks like Geminelle. Okay, let's do this. Let's jump into my chat with Geminelle. Hi, Geminelle. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> me too. This has been a while in the making. I think like over a year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so this <laughs> feels... A couple years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a minute and I feel like this is a very aligned time to, to be chatting with you. You've been up to a lot of cool things. You've been putting out a lot of amazing music and I want to dive into your journey, your creation process, and just like what it what it's like to be you and how you've been taking care of yourself as you continue to put out affirmations and music that is helping millions of people across the world. So with that I, said, I don't hear that said back millions of people. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> is that is that not what's happening? That's very real. Yeah. <laughs> or at the very least has been streamed millions of times because I know on my end, there was a six month period 
where I listened to mantra loops every day, at least, oh at least six months. <laughs> Thank you for that. Of course. So before we dive into this chat, I just want to have an honest check-in and, and see how you're feeling right now in this moment. Yeah, I'm actually feeling really good today. The year started off very slow, which was a great reminder for me that I didn't need to rush into things, um, that I could take my time, that I could spend time processing and really just preparing for the year. Um, so now that we're in February, I'm excited to see what happens because it feels like things are starting to gear up. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. Um, energetically, I've been having some highs and lows. Um, so I've really just been leaning into what that, what it looks like to listen to my body, to take time to myself, to not try to be overly productive, but to be okay with pushing deadlines and moving things around to make it work for my life. And that's new for me. I'm, I'm very much a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's your birthday? January 13th. Oh my gosh. January 1st. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel you on that. That Capricorn energy is very real. It is. Yeah. And so like for me, actually like being okay with pushing deadlines and things like that, it's all very new to me. So I'm like, okay, let me embrace this new chapter, whatever this looks like. Was there something that made you shift or was it just time? I think it was just, well, last year was a very, very busy year. Um, we moved to Los Angeles and although we moved to Los Angeles, we probably only spent about half of the year here just between like traveling for different events. And my husband and I work in the wellness space. And so we were flying to all these different cities and being in, in different places. And, um, you know, we spent only about half of the year here in Los Angeles. And I think moving into 2023, I really wanted to really think about what it looked like for me to um, create more of a digital and like a digital platform and space um, that allowed me to have more stillness and um, just energetically the year started out slower than usual like the holiday season was very slow paced um, which was the first time I had ever experienced anything like that and then moving into the new year it just kind of kind of maintain that same slow energy. Um, and so I really took it as an opportunity to be like, oh, okay, life is not demanding right now. So I don't need to try to make it demanding or I don't need to try to like create something out of nothing right now. Like really just embrace what this is in this moment and this time. Um, before things actually pick up and start to get crazy. Cause I, <laughs> I know that this year is going to be a huge year. Um, I don't know how or like what that looks like, but I can just feel it. And so, um, you know, I really took the time to just embrace the stillness and, and, you know, just lean into that. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually interesting because I was going to ask you when you first mentioned, you know, it was it was the, the top of the year was a bit slow. I was going to ask you if you feel the inevitability about how things are going to start moving quickly, even if you don't exactly know, because I, I've been feeling that too. I'm like, I need to embrace this pause and get things going, like take care of my personal things because there will come a time where I won't be able to focus on that. And so it's interesting yeah. that you said that. What does it feel like in your body? What is that thing that's happening that you're like, mm, something's coming? Um, it's almost like it's almost like the same feeling you get when you have like butterflies, you know what I mean? It's like, there's like an energetic build in the body. And yeah, I do feel, I do feel like there's like a buildup coming. I'm not sure if it's because like folks are definitely getting more centered with self. And because of that, I feel like 
there is a desire to tap into your wellness and to tap into your well-being. And because that's an industry that I work in and move in and through, um, I know that there's going to be a lot more folks that are interested in learning about how to just tune in with themselves. And it's a wonderful thing to see people actually go back to self and focus on self. And I love how you said, like, let me just take this time for me, because that's the energy that I've been embracing. I think I've spent a lot of time doing so many things for community. And while it's incredibly fulfilling to do that, at the same time, like, I don't really check in with myself to see like, okay, what do I need right now? You know, how am I feeling? Do I really have the capacity to do this? And I think this time, the stillness has really given me a chance to um, fill my cup so that I can serve from a place of overflow. And now that we're getting ready to overflow, I'm like, okay, so something must be coming because I have I have room to give and I have space to share. Um, and I'm really excited to see what comes of that. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I see it for you. I, I just, I feel, I very much so feel like what you said is valid in the, in the sense that that people are shifting in terms of what they are looking to to not only entertain themselves but people that they're looking to for guidance yes. because i think i've noticed that there has been a shift in people being like you know what celebrities for what why am i going to give so much time to a figure that doesn't even under like doesn't even know i exist mm -hmm. is constantly just selling me things and actually doesn't really even give me anything that helps me feel better about my own life Right. And I think there's a pivot now towards, I wouldn't even say micro influencers because that's not even the, the, the energy. It's not even about influencers. It's just leaders, people mm. who can guide anyone who's saying anything that is like striking a chord in a soulful way. And yeah. that's what you're all about. And so it's inevitable because now people are looking to other places because they know what's, what hasn't worked for them. And so now they're in, they're they're seeking out and they're trying to figure out like well who can say something or who can guide me towards a practice that will help me make more sense of this world and make more sense of this life, uh, particularly as we're all navigating such complicated, nuanced realities that I mean we are in the age of Aquarius. There's a lot of things changing uh, on a societal level, on a collective level, and so it is inevitable. What do you say? My success is inevitable. Yeah. That's you. That's you. So, um, you know, in terms of how you're going to take care of yourself or how you have been taking care of yourself, I want to know about that. But also thinking about when all of this happens, when things pick up, how are you going to balance everything then is also mm. a really important question because yeah. that is the moment. Those are the pockets that help you generate more energy to keep going. But if the pockets aren't there, then that's what leads to burnout. And that's what I'm kind of really curious about tapping into in, in this conversation so that folks who are listening who will find themselves in the same position that you're in can hopefully get some guidance as to like how they can navigate that same fast paced uh, life that's coming in an abundant way, but still in a way that um, will be taking energy away in some ways. Yeah. I love that question um, because I've been thinking about that a lot for myself and how I'm going to manage my energy. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I've been thinking about is um, 
how to be honest with myself and how to set boundaries around that honesty unapologetically. Um, and so no is absolutely a wonderful word for me this year. Um, and really considering like, is this, is this exchange going to be worth my time, my energy, um, and, and what I'd be taking away, not only from myself, but, but from my household, um, and from my, you know, my, my community, my internal network. Um, and so those are questions that I've been, I've been kind of like working through, um, during the slow times, like what, and where do I want to intentionally give my time and energy this year? What areas actually are fulfilling to me? Where do I want my focus to be? Um, and anything that doesn't fall in alignment with that, then I'm saying no to it. And I'm setting my boundaries around it. And I think that I've had trouble doing that in the past because I was accustomed to, I think I was from a place of scarcity one where it was like, oh, I have to take every single opportunity or I'm not going to get any other opportunities. And then the second place was moving from a place of wanting to please everyone and make sure that I showed up and I'm here for all of these community events and all of these things. But what I, the way that I was showing up to those places that were not fulfilling ended up not being, it ended up not being rewarding to me or anyone else that was there because I wasn't showing up as my full authentic self. So I think that this year, I'm really focused on what alignment looks like for me, what intentionality looks like for me, and what's going to be fulfilling for me before I move forward with any projects or activations or anything of that nature. And, you know, it's funny that you talk about burnout. I work for a company called Passion Planner, and the, one of the things that we do is we help people prevent burnout. And so I'm actually learning a lot just from working with this company um, because of the company culture. The company culture really encourages us to move deadlines around and to you know speak honestly about our capacities. And so as I'm doing this in my workplace, I'm now turning around and doing that in my music career. I'm doing that in my relationships with people. I'm just being 100% forward about things and being like, you know, no, I can't do this. No, I won't do this. You know, and if we and if we want to make this work, it has to work between this time. Otherwise, I won't be able to focus on it. And, you know, I think Sometimes that can come off a little like, well, before I used to think that it would come off as a little bit hard, like, oh, you're being harsh, you're being rude, mm -hmm. you know, but the truth is I'm just standing in my power and standing in my knowing that this is what's going to be best for me. And that's what I've been, that's the lesson that I've been learning over the last year or so is that, no, it's okay for you to stand in your power and speak for what's going to be best for you. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be accommodating to people. And, you know, it's not going to serve you. It's not going to, it's not going to make you feel good. Um, and so this year, I'm really working on like just being authentic and honest with myself. And then, and then translating that to others and standing in my power. And that's been helping a lot. <laughs> that is a bar. And also the people who find a problem with that are just proving that they're not in alignment. Yeah, if they're like, we don't, if for whatever reason they're bothered by a boundary, then it's like, okay, this was never actually supposed to happen then. Right, right. And it, it is very telling when you, when you start to set boundaries, you do see who is in alignment with you, who's willing to work with you in your relationship and who respects your, you know, respect your decision-making. And so it does make a difference. <laughs> it makes a huge difference. So throughout this season, I'm invested in exploring the ways in which community leaders have been self-preserving, despite all of the chaos that has presented itself over the past few years. And with that being said, I want to dive into how you've been taking care of yourself and all of the wisdom that you have cultivated. And in general, what your inner world has looked like. You've been 
touching on it a little bit, but I want to kind of take it back to 2020 because now we're three years later, but within those three years, I, I think many, many transformations have happened. And I, I want to know what that has looked like for you in your body, in your mind, in your practices, in the ways that you just are looking at life and thinking about what it is that you actually want to make of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think 2020 was very eye-opening for me. Before the pandemic hit, I looked at my 2020 calendar and I was completely and entirely overwhelmed by it. I kept thinking to myself, how am I going to get all of this done? How am I going to do all this? And how am I going to like preserve myself in the process? When everything shut down, I think my first instinct was like, oh my God, how am I going to survive as an artist and as a musician? And, you know, intuition is a very funny thing because I had actually just applied to work at Passion Planner because my, my goal for 2020 was financial stability. And it was because I wanted to know what that felt like as an artist and entrepreneur so that I could create that within my art, like my artistry and my entrepreneurship. And, you know, I love how that aligned because I actually had a job that was remote during the pandemic, which was incredibly helpful, especially considering that the, the majority of my money up until that point had come from me freelancing and gigging and performing in different places. And so um, it was very eye-opening to see the world stop. And I think that the beautiful part about that is that I was always, I was already someone who was working on practicing stillness. And because I was someone who was working on practicing stillness, when the world stopped, I was able to embrace it. And um, it definitely was a process of like, okay, how am I going to make this work? And then like, just embrace it. Like, it's okay. And once I was able to embrace it, I realized how much better my mental health was doing than others who were having difficulty being with themselves, sitting with themselves, you know, not being productive, not moving forward. And I think that the lesson that I took from the pandemic was that it's okay to incorporate stillness and it's okay to kind of create a life that works for you. Because I think all of our societal norms and things like that got broken down. Like all of the ideas that we had about who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to show up, you know, what community we're supposed to be a part of, all of those things got stripped away from us down to just you. You're just with you and your thoughts and your energy. And you have to, like, once you're in that space, you really get, you really get a clear perspective on who you are at the core of you without the job, without the resources, without the community, who are you? Yep. you? And seeing that allowed me to really create the world that I wanted to create. Like, okay, now that I'm here by myself, I can actually, like, I'm not focused on anyone else. I'm not focused on anyone's opinions of me or what I'm supposed to be doing. I can actually create the world that I want to create. And so I think that that showed up for me in like, how can I help others attain this peace that I have when the world is so chaotic right now and folks don't know how to find that peace. And I think the other thing that I really learned was like, my body is my first home. And so, you know, with all of the talks about illness and things of that nature, it was, it, it was really important for me to figure out ways to maintain my health from just the comfort of my own home, 
from the grocery store and from, you know, exercising in the sun. <laughs> and all of those lessons were lessons that I think I knew, but had not yet implemented. And so 2020 really gave me an opportunity to take inventory of my lifestyle and my practices. What am I doing? Where am I focused? When I'm stressed, what do I turn to? Like what, um, you know, am I leaning on food as a coping mechanism? you know, and kind of just like taking it, like I really took inventory of myself. It gave me a real clear chance to be like, okay, who am I? Who are the people who are really here for me in my community? And, you know, who do I want to be moving forward? Let me take this time and the stillness to create that. And I think also as an entrepreneur and an artist, a lot of times you are flying the plane while, while building it. But 2020 actually gave us a chance to build the plane, like actually build it take the time to be like, what are the gaps in my systems? What are the gaps in my mental processes? What are some things I really need to take account for and accountability for? And then how can I create a system that allows me to launch once this pandemic lifts and once everything goes back to normal? And that's how my husband and I came up with the Arise Wellness company that we built because people were constantly asking us, how are you so peaceful? How are you like, how are you managing your energy during this time? And, you know, after taking inventory, we actually had like step-by-step -step processes that we could, you know, like we could um, elaborate to people and say like, this is, this is how you do it, or this is how we do it. Like, let's see how it works if you do it, you know, <laughs> um, and created this entire industry around that. And so I think 2020 taught me a lot about just like, what it means to actually have a moment of stillness and how to use that time not to try to fill it with like with movement and action but just to like really take inventory of what you have and what's possible and like to visualize and to take care of yourself and so it was a huge I think it was a huge life lesson and I am not sure if I answered your question you did as you were speaking I was thinking it's really interesting because I don't exactly know what it is that makes certain people look at a moment like that in reality and say, I want to do the work within myself to do an assessment and figure out how it can be better. And then there are other people who run away yeah. and who just dissociate and they're finding themselves still in the very same place three years later. If you can imagine any particular thing that would push somebody to make one decision over the other based on like the work that you've been doing and the people that you talk to, are there any patterns or any indicators that anybody can kind of look to to reflect and be like, oh, I am doing that? Like maybe that is an indication that I'm running away from something and that I need to embrace it instead of being so scared. Because I know I have noticed that there are really people who were just upset that they were in the situation, just upset at the fact they had to be home, upset about the world and, and everybody's valid in that. But then there were other people that I'm seeing now and I'm like, oh, so in the past few years, you were doing the work. <laughs> you can tell, you can tell. Yeah, you know, you can absolutely tell. Um, and you can feel the difference on folks now that the world is open back up. It's like, you can, you know, like you said, you can really tell who did the work and who like ran away. Um, and I can actually speak from my own personal experiences as somebody who ran away from everything. You know what I mean? Like I was the type of person who was afraid to confront the truth of who I was, the truth of my actions. I had a lot of shame around my past and like, you know, being unaware and then moving in my unawareness and like 
seeing how like that impacted the people around me, how that impacted my relationships, how it impacted the way I communicated with people because, you know, I didn't have the self-awareness to say like, I'm actually really frustrated. Instead, it came out in my tone and the way that I spoke to people or the words that I said, um, it came out in spite it came out in pettiness, like <laughs> all of those things I can attest to at like, personally, this is as someone who ran away from seeing myself authentically and clearly. And, you know, like, I think I was afraid of what I would see if I really took a moment to be honest about who I am. And what I noticed was I kept running into the same problems. Like I was just running in circles. I was running away, but I was running in circles and I would always run into the same issue. And one day I got really fed up about running into the same issue. And I said, okay, I really need to do an assessment of why I keep running into this issue. And actually that's how mantra loops came to be because I really needed some tools to help me navigate learning about who I was and forgiving myself and also embracing that I had the tools to learn about myself without shame and without fear and instead invite ease and joy into the process and know that at the end of it I was going to be okay and um you know I will say that I'm very fortunate to have a partner who is very clear and transparent and honest about who he is and so when he would see me running away from things he'd be like you're running away like you got to face this you keep running into the same issues. This is your motif. This is your life pattern. Like, let's break this. Let's break this cycle. And having someone share that with you, although it's not always comfortable, because I would be defensive and like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, you're just being mean. <laughs> yeah, of course, the ego is trying to protect you, you know, like, no, 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 we, we want to stay the same. <laughs> exactly. And so like, having someone confront those things about me, and then hearing it over and over again, and then realizing I was running into the same issues really gave me an opportunity to have an honest assessment of myself. So I will say, I attribute I attribute a lot of my process to what it looked like to write and create mantra loops. Um, because even on the days where I would be recording the songs, if I didn't feel it in my spirit and I couldn't speak honestly to it, I didn't go to the studio that day. Like I cannot honestly show up here and say everything I need is already inside when I feel depleted, when I feel scarcity minded, when I feel all of these things, but having to show up with that level of accountability, knowing that I was recording something that I wasn't sure yet by intention to share, but it was like, this was my process. It was one of those things where it was like, I can't, I cannot put a spiritual body of work in without actually doing the spiritual work to show up and really do that. Cause like, then what seed am I planting and what are people receiving from me? If I'm saying everything I need is already inside, but I'm over here thinking like, I don't have anything I need. I'm, exactly. I feel depleted. I, feel like I have nothing, you know? Um, and so I think that mantra loops really gave me, it really gave me an opportunity to look at myself, honestly, every single time I showed up in the recording studio, like, do I really feel like a warrior healer today? <laughs> like, you know, do I feel like my success is inevitable? Um, and, you know, just kind of like really taking inventory in those moments. And I didn't realize that I was being transformed through those, through those times. 
But that writing Mantra Loops was actually one of probably the hardest times in my life, just because I was going through this transformation of wanting to see myself. And after having run away for, I don't know, 30 something years, like, <laughs> like, you know, that's a lot of unlearning to do. It's a lot of um, reprogramming. And it was absolutely a process. So for those who do run away, you know, I see that so clearly sometimes. And I try to be gentle with those people too, because it's like, I know where you are and I know where you've been. And, you know, the only thing that I can do is provide the tools that have worked for me. And I'm so grateful that, you know, Mantra Loops got the response that it did because so many people have come to me and said, oh my gosh, this transformed the way I think about myself. And it did that for me, you know? And so sharing that with others has been really rewarding because I hope that everyone can see themselves in a positive light because the truth is there is no good or bad there just is and once we release that judgment around you know what is great or what is terrible and we just realize that this is the present moment and it's all designed here for us to have a culminating experience that builds upon our purpose then we can release that judgment on ourselves as well and allow ourselves the grace that we you know we're, we're all learning as we go, you know, no one, it, no one comes here with all the answers. The only thing that we can do is be open and release our judgment so that we can actually receive the information that's coming to us on a daily basis. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful that I had that process before the pandemic, because it gave me a lot of ease as I was going through certain moments of anxiety or fear or, you know, spiraling thoughts and things of that nature. Like I had a tool that I was able to work with. And um, it gave me the skills to, to thrive in a space where others were, you know, some other folks were struggling. And so now we get to share those tools with other people and that's really exciting. <laughs> and that is the, the magic that, you know, you're able to alchemize through just going through it. And I think oftentimes the reason folks are so attracted to people like you is because you, are speaking from a place of having been there and to the point before about there being a pivot in in people's awareness and who they're giving their attention to. I think people are looking for leaders, not just leaders that have platforms, but leaders that are actually talking and, and orating and speaking from a place that is like, I've been there, I went through it, it was really hard, but I'm still here. So if you're just starting to walk through the tunnel, I did it too and I survived. You don't have to give up, but it won't be easy. And here are the tools that help me get through it. I won't tell you that it's gonna be a walk in the park because it's not, <laughs> but you will get through it. And it's so interesting that you're saying that you were going through all those transformations as you recorded Mantra Loops because I was listening to it during a time where I was trying to rewire my subconscious mind because was going through a lot of changes, a lot, a lot, a lot of changes. I'm still in my Saturn return, but I was in the peak of my Saturn return when I started listening to Mantra Loops and I needed, I would start my mornings with it. I would be in the shower, like repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. That's why I know my success is inevitable. I know all of them because it was like, I had to reset my toolbox because yeah. my toolbox of, of wellness tips and tools, a lot of them weren't really working. And a lot of them were actually not as complete as I thought they were because the time that we were in just kind of like made me explode with like a new awareness of things that I still hadn't confronted. And so 
I started getting a little teary eyed when you said you were going through your own transformation as you were listening to it, because I know it definitely did something to me. And the only reason that it did something to me is because you did record it and you, you did put out those words with the frequency of authenticity. And so the only reason it landed with me is because you were singing it like you meant it. And I received it during a time where I couldn't really say those things like I was embodying it yet. But now I really do feel it. Like now when I sing it and I hear it, I really mean that shit. And, (laughs) and it's, and it's so great. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm, I'm really glad that folks like you are, are doing it and sharing your tools with us. Like for you, that was a process for you to help yourself, but eventually it became a tool for us to help ourselves. And that is the greatest gift that I think a human can, can give humanity beyond just themselves. Obviously you did it for you first, but if you could give anything to humanity, it would be like, this is what I, I created during that time. And it really did help people. And I'm one of those people. And this is a, literally the first time I'm even meeting you. And so it's just a reminder that like, whatever these gifts are and these channeled, I guess, missions are, it's always bigger than self. And I'm glad you didn't get in the way of that. And I'm glad you didn't just like keep it for yourself because yeah, it's definitely making a huge difference. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I, I just love all the words that you use because those were literally the intentions. When I decided that I was going to release this project, I said, I want this to be a tool for people to reprogram their minds and reframe the way that they think um, because that's what it was for me. And so um, thank you for sharing that because it's it's nice to see that those intentions actually landed the way that I saw them. Um, you know, and that's, that's so special. It just, it just reminds me that there's so much power in just, you know, our thoughts and the way that we think about things and the intentions that we set and, you know, um, the seeds that we plant. So yeah, it's a, it's a really great reminder. (laughs) In the moments where I'm, where I'm doubting myself, I just go back to the affirmations. I'll just, as I'm folding clothes, I'm like, okay, all right, my success is inevitable. Okay. You know, I got this, I got that, you know, and, and I think, that's powerful. Affirmations are very real. And not to mention, it's just beautifully, you just sing it so beautifully and the tonality of everything and the musicality of it all just makes it like so magical. And the words themselves are spells for self. Like you have to repeat this over and over and it will be true because now you actually have it in there, you know? Um, So going back to the past few years, if you could summarize the biggest lessons, what would they be? Hmm. The biggest lessons. Well, the biggest lesson that I'm learning right now is that I have to command my own shit. Um, um, to give a little bit of context, I'm working with a lot more people now. I used to always be like a very independent artist and now I have a team. And learning how to work with a team at first, I was listening to everyone's suggestions and moving how everyone wanted me to move. Um, But I realized that the reason why I've been so successful is because I was governing and managing my own ship. And so even with a team, I still have to have to be in command of my ship and everyone else has to work within that command. And so that is something that I'm learning for my team, but also just for myself. Like I am the one who's in command of my ship. And that's been really, really great lesson to learn. It's been really hard. <laughs> it's been really hard to speak up for myself sometimes. And like, you know, like I spoke of earlier, just like moving in my power. It's something that I'm learning how to do now. Um, I think especially as women, it can be a little bit more challenging to, to move in that power. 
And so that's been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the last year. What's the other one? Yeah, like you said, words are spells, right? Um, I'm just really leaning into the fact that like I have to be intentional about the way that I speak over my life. And not just in the mantras, but also just in everyday conversation. What I, even in naming my feelings, right? Um, or naming my emotions, I have to be careful about proclaiming that I am this or I am that. It's like, this is a sometimes moment. Sometimes I'm anxious. Sometimes I'm nervous. Sometimes I'm angry. Um, but that is not what defines me. So instead of claiming it as a I am statement, I'm now taking a moment before I speak to say, okay, you know, right now, or sometimes I'm feeling, you know, um, and that gives me the autonomy to change that feeling, to alchemize that feeling, like you said, and really look at it and be like, okay, sometimes, but not always. And I'm going to work through this emotion or this feeling. Um, and that's been a big lesson. I think I used to be the type of person that just like said everything. I was super blunt, like whatever's on my mind comes from mind to mouth. There's no filter. It doesn't, you know, I don't think about it. But now that I understand that words are spells and how much power, like the energetic vibration of your words has, um, I'm very careful about what I say, how I say it. I'm even careful about the words I text to people. Like <laughs> I'm really, really careful about what I say. Um, and it's made a significant difference in how my life is unfolded. You know, just having that intentionality has really changed things for me. And I would say the other biggest lesson that I learned, I kind of spoke on a little bit, but we have to release the judgment around every moment in our life and stop trying to claim it as this is good. This is bad. It's a moment. And um, once we release that judgment, we can see it for the life lessons that it is. We can see it for the positioning that it has in our lives. Um, and so a principle that I've been learning is, um, is zero state. And the, the idea of zero state is that there is no past. There is no present. We don't have expectations. We don't have fears around things that have happened to us. We don't hold shame. Instead, we're here in this present moment, which is like this right now moment. And I think what zero state has really taught me is that I can come into every moment with an openness to the moment. And because I don't have a judgment on that moment, it tends not to disappoint me, you know? And in fact, I'm very open to receiving what that moment has to teach me. And that's been something that has been tremendous for me because I used to go into every single thing with a judgment on it, whether it was I'm going to a social event or I'm going to a performance or, you know, I'm volunteering somewhere or, <laughs> or whatever it is. Like I go into it with an openness that allows me to be present, but also it allows me to direct the energy in that moment. Like I don't have to take it in with like an anxiousness around what's about to happen. Instead, I'm able to just receive what is in that moment and navigate with an openness and be like, you know, the energy is kind of pulling me over here and the energy is pulling me over here. And, um, and through that, like my intuition is sharper. I am more clear 
And, you know, without the judgment, I find myself to be a lot more joyful in those moments. And so that's, that's been an important lesson for me, just like learning how to move from zero state. It's not always easy. It's definitely probably one of the more challenging things that I've learned, but it is also one of the most rewarding things that I've learned. And so I would say over the past few years, those are some of the things that I've learned just to really be objective about your life and to just take in those moments as like, this is the truth, but it doesn't have to necessarily have an energy of good or bad. It's just, it just is. And having that kind of openness to everything, you know, it takes some of the energy off of some of the energy and some of the pressure off of um, wanting things to be a certain way. Yeah, which is critical in this life, given that we don't know what is going to happen. Everything is so unpredictable. So like, let let the magic of the world show show itself, you yep. know? Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. You might as well just get there with ease instead of panicking the whole time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. I have one last question. If you could share any advice with artists on a mission to make uplifting music that's of service to the community, particularly to Black women and women of color regarding how to preserve a balance between creating in service of others and maintaining a harmonious inner landscape, what would it be? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I think the advice that I would give is just to be 100% transparent and honest with yourself. What you need, the medicine that you need is gonna be the medicine that everyone else needs. And sometimes that medicine may be taking a step back and taking a seat back and being with yourself, but you leading as a person who steps back and takes a moment to yourself is setting an example that others can do the same, even when we're expected to show up for community. So just be 100% authentic and honest about you and your needs and listen to yourself and continue to do that deep spirit work, you know, continue to look at yourself through an honest lens and continue to just grow in those spaces that you feel you can grow and expand in. And yeah, and when, whenever like the energy around you is asking you to be small or to shrink, just remember that that is your time to expand and be the biggest you you can be. Yeah, that's the advice that I have for that. (laughs) I feel like that was for me. (laughs) Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you for sharing your light with the world here on this podcast and in all the other ways that you are showing up. Thank you for not shrinking. Thank you for not hiding. And thank you for sharing your magic with us. It's definitely making a difference. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. To follow along Gemini's journey, head over to the show notes where I have linked all of her platforms and also where you can stream her music. Thank you so much for choosing to spend time with us. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Chats with Kat. I really hope you enjoyed it. It would be such a treat to know your thoughts about the show. So if you can spare 60 seconds, rate and review this podcast so I can know what's on your heart. Plus, it'll also help new potential listeners get a glimpse into the energy of the beautiful community that we are building over here.